Welcome back to our podcast series entitled Friend of the Father, where together we open up God's Word and seek to develop a deeper and more meaningful relationship with Him. If you'd like any more information about who we are and our times of worship, please visit traderspointchurch.org. With that said, please grab your Bibles and join along in our study today. Hello once again, and welcome to uh, our podcast, Friend of the Father. We are actually all the way in episode number 11. If uh, this is your first time listening here to episode number 11, we are certainly excited that you've you found us and you've chosen to study along with us. And uh, it, although this will be, you know, certainly a standalone episode, going back and listening uh, to the other episodes certainly I think would be helpful as well. So I would encourage that. But as we are moving through this a study of really our relationship with God and not just what it is, but how important it is and really giving us the encouragement that we need to be continually working on it to really understand that it is the defining relationship in our life. Even this physical world that we live in, it is the defining relationship in our life. And it needs to be something that's cultivated, something that is valued, something that is worked on. And we have kind of come at it in lots of different ways. We've worked on, certainly communication has been a, a big chunk of that, and uh, we're going to kind of continue along that that same wave. Our last episode, we spent time talking about uh, the importance of our study of God's Word, that is, listening to Him speaking to us and the value that we should place upon that level of study and uh, the interest level that we should have in, in listening to God. We're going to kind of continue on that same vein, but shifting gears a little bit to kind of talking about now that we're taking in all of what God has kind of in store for us, it is kind of dwelling on that, thinking about it. The Bible word that's used is meditating upon it. And although that is a word that we certainly hear from time to time in just our everyday vernacular, the usual uses of the idea of meditation or or meditating is a little bit different than what we normally see biblically. So John, I'll throw it over to you. When we're thinking just kind of the biblical meditation, what really would be the differences between that, which we're going to talk about today, and usually, you know, the kind of the first things we think about when we hear the word meditating? Yeah, I think we think about meditation. It's somebody like up on a hill by themselves, yeah. cross-legged, you know, right. uh, maybe some humming involved or something like that. But I, I think when we look at Scripture, the word meditate, there's actually a couple different words that are translated as meditate in Scripture, but both of them are oftentimes, if not always, associated with God's Word. Mm-hmm. There is an intent on meditating in God's Word, with God's Word, and essentially, I, I looked up the the two main words that are translated as meditate in the Old Testament, and both of them indicate essentially a moaning or a groaning or even a speaking. And I think that oftentimes I don't think of meditation as any type of noise or speaking that is is taking place. But but I think the picture that we get here is that there is an internal speaking that is taking place. We are speaking God's word to our hearts. And and so that while isn't necessarily something that I'm speaking to someone else, I am allowing God's word to speak to me, and I'm internalizing that. And and so that that really put it in a little bit of a different picture for me when I began to think of it that way. And you look at some of the, uh, the examples in Psalms or 
you know, there's a passage in Joshua that we may we may jump to as well, but there, it's all over the place. Uh, this idea of meditation shows up, and each time I just picture the individual that's being talked about speaking God's word in their heart and dwelling upon it, and really a form of communication is taking place when we meditate on God's word and we think about it. it it's more than just a glancing read of God's word, but it's really allowing the the depth of God's word to speak into our lives, and then that process is so important, and it's something that that God wants us to take part in on a regular basis, and that's why I think we see so many examples of it in Scripture. You know, one thing that I was thinking about, and I ran across, and it's kind of a, a gross to think about example, but one that I think really makes sense is you know the idea of meditation certainly biblically the way that it's used is you know uh, I was reading something and it was brought up about the uh, a cow or, or an animal like a cow chewing mm-hmm. on a cud who mm-hmm. has you know multiple stomachs you know they chew on a cud all day long and then they swallow that down you know into one of their stomachs and then after a time they bring that back up mm-hmm. and then they chew on it some more and then they swallow it back down into a different spot and they bring that back up and they chew on it some more mm-hmm. even that kind of phrase we often will use about a thought right we're mm-hmm. we're chewing on that or how about we chew on that a little bit it is that idea in a lot of ways about what meditation is biblically that we're we're taking a thought that we have pulled from God's word him speaking to us mm-hmm. and now more than just reading about that or studying about maybe where it is I, I, I'm now taking that time to mentally process that to work on it to talk to myself about it as you made reference and, and really it is something as you just said, that is throughout Scripture. I mean, the idea of meditation, even the word itself, mm-hmm. isn't you know one or two places in the Book of Psalms. It is throughout Scripture, yeah. and, and even it's alluded to in lots of other places. And and certainly one thing that we'll talk about, and maybe you know we can go ahead and, and kind of because uh, I think it's a big part of it is most of the time that you see it referenced in Scripture. And I think one of the important parts about it is it is often happening all by yourself, and and a lot of times in a deserted place even, or late at night, the psalmist will make Mm -hmm. reference to a lot, you know, in their bed at night, you know, seemingly when no one else is around. Uh, Jacob, even in the book of Genesis, was making mention that in the evening, in the field, he was out meditating, and, you know, then, you know, it it makes sense, or, you know, in the evening, no one is in the field, right? Everybody is in the house in the the evening, so he is out there all alone by himself, taking that time to meditate. And that ultimately is a big part about what meditation is all about. Yeah, I I love that you brought that up because I think that's an important part of it. Meditation is not not pictured as a group project in any way. There, There are times where we are doing things together and those things are very important. Meditation is not one of those times. The the picture that we get is of someone who is alone, someone who is uh, still and it's quiet and it gives them an opportunity to do what you just described, really chew on something, think about something, deal with something that they're struggling with. That That is the picture of meditation that we get. And I love the illustration that you use there because I think that's another important part of it. It's it's not a one and done process. It's not like well, I meditated on that, so check that off the list and let's move on to the next thing. We may have to meditate on something our entire lives. Right. We may have to meditate on something constantly. It seems like because we're just constantly chewing on it and thinking about it and 
thinking deeper about a topic or something along those lines. And so it's something that we do over and over again, and, and that's seen as valuable in Scripture. I mean, that's that's the picture that we get. This is a, a valuable practice that God wants his people to take part in. And I think that's why, you know, the psalmist obviously uses this picture probably more than anywhere in Scripture. But as you mentioned, there's a lot of, of people who, whether the word itself is used or just the depiction of it is used to tell their story, we see it everywhere. I mean, we see Jesus essentially doing that as he would go off by himself right. to, to, to be by himself, just him and God, to, to chew on something, to talk about something, to think about something. And while the word meditate isn't necessarily used in those situations, I mean, that's essentially the picture that we get is, is of someone who needs to be by themselves so in some place that is quiet and still so that they can think about something that is spiritual and is important and is just between them and God. And so we see that all over the place in Scripture of, of people who take those opportunities to deepen that relationship with God by meditating on His Word what he would want them to be doing with their lives. And that type of a practice needs to be a part of, of all of our lives today because we need to, that time to think about where does God want me in my life? What does he want me doing? What does he want me to, to learn and to understand from what I've just been reading in his word? Those types of practices need to be regular in our lives. Yeah, let me take one of those words you just used and kind of springboard off of it because I think it ultimately is probably when it comes to meditation for us and our culture and the in the world that we live in and the the culture that we live in is the biggest obstacle to meditation is you use the word still mm-hmm. and, and to me that's a big part of it and that's a challenge for us it yep. is a challenge to find moments where our bodies are still and sometimes even harder to find moments when our minds yeah. are still yeah. when you know there are times in my life where I may be sitting down or even laying down at night but yet my mind is still mm-hmm. so very active and now there becomes a great challenge because you know the idea of stillness is a big part of this so I'll give you two examples one where the word meditate is used and that kind of sent me thinking about another passage that that we're really familiar with but the psalmist in Psalm 4 and verse Verse 4, it says, be angry and do not sin. And then it says, meditate within your heart on your bed and be still. And so you have the idea of meditation on your bed, we've talked about, but this idea of be still. And then that reminded me, that reminded me of, you know, the passage that a lot of people are familiar with, you know, namely, because it's a passage we use a lot. um, It is one of the great uh, sign-made passages, you know, of all time. But, you know, Psalm 46 and verse 10, yep. you know, be still <clears throat> and know that I am God. And so what a powerful thought that is. Now, meditation isn't mentioned there in right. Psalm 46, but it no doubt is alluded to because that's a big part of understanding who God is, right? Yep. When we are right. still and now I am thinking about God. I'm thinking about what he has said. I'm thinking about what he has promised. I'm thinking about what he has done, uh, what he will do. I'm thinking about all of those things, but yet I'm doing all of that. The best kind of thinking is happening when I am still. And so the challenge is, can I still, not just my body, Mm -hmm. but can I still my mind? And and I think absolutely we can because God calls us to do it. And if he calls us to do it, even though it may be a challenge, I've got to get to a place and and maybe it's that understanding of how important this is to my relationship with mm-hmm. God and understanding how important that is to me now i'm going to i'm going to you know 
I'm going to overcome that obstacle yeah. because I want to spend that kind of time with God. Yeah, and, and practically speaking, that that is perhaps more difficult in our culture today than it's ever been. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I'll speak speak personally. I, I'm one of these people. I have a hard time sitting still for very long. That's I, I do. And it's something that I have to work on uh, to, to still my body for periods of time. But I think one of the biggest obstacles that we have to overcome is uh, doing this is going to require us most likely to turn off our phones right. or at least put them somewhere away from us. Because I can't tell you how many times a day my phone buzzes about something. Right. You know, who knows what it might be, but it's going to buzz and it's immediately going to try to take my attention away from whatever I'm doing. And if we truly want to take practice in this, that's going to require us to put those away. We're going to have to eliminate distractions in our environment for a period of time. And that means that we're going to have to be intentional about this. It's not something that's just going to happen. It's something that we're going to have to plan for. It's something that we're going to have to be intentional about. So you're going to have to find a place where you can be quiet and still. You're going to have to find a time where you can turn your phone off, shut your laptop, put those things away for a period of time. You know, I have relatively still small kids around our house. I'm going to have to find a time when I know they're not going to be a distraction and want my attention for something. And so all of these things are, none of these things are in and of themselves bad, but they are hindrances to us truly taking part in this meditative practice that the scriptures talk about. And so because of all of that, one of the one of the things that kept coming to mind as I was studying this was how intentional we have to be about this. This is something that we have to make plans for. We have to find a place. We have to find the time. We have to be able to put our distractions away. We have to be intentional about this if we truly want to, to glean the benefits of meditation that God shows us are there for us to have. But that's something we're going to have to work on because it's, some, it's something we're going to have to practice. It's probably something you're going to have to fail at a few times and right. realize, oh, this doesn't work or this time of day isn't good for me or this place isn't good for me. But continue to work on that until you find a time and a place and an opportunity where you can truly do that. And I think once we do we really begin to feel the benefit of that. And that will then encourage us to keep working at this and to keep bettering ourselves through this practice. Yeah, I mean, there's no doubt there's incredible benefits that come from being able to find that moment to meditate upon God and, and meditate <clears throat> upon His Word. But, you know, before we, we dive into that, one other word that you used that I, I'd like to springboard thought off of, you know, just real quick is that idea of attention. You, you made reference of attention. You know, we started at the beginning of our discussion and in, in, in talking about, you know, meditating. When we hear that word, generally speaking, culturally, our mind is you know, emptying the mind, right? You know, mm-hmm. when you think of that, you know, the person up on the mountaintop, you know, their, their whole idea is, can I empty my mind and get to that place of almost mindless, right. you know, mindlessness? Well, that's not biblical meditation mm-hmm. at all. No. It, it is focused attention. It, it is being able to attune your mind to one thing, right? Can you, now there's distractions in your mind. That's when okay. we talk about stilling yourself. Mm-hmm. But yet, it's not clearing your mind. It is focusing your attention and your mind on God, on His Word, and being able to do that. I mean, you can fill up your mind with God's Word and be meditating. So it's not, you know, clearing your mind of all things. It is focusing your mind. And for the most part, what that takes is a quiet place. Yeah. What that takes is yep. a alone place. What that takes is a spot 
where you are limiting distractions. And those things, again, in our culture, you have to do those things on purpose. Yeah. It, it is, I cannot conjure up a scenario that happens in my day where I'm just <laughs> looking around and suddenly I find myself just without thinking about it all by myself in a very quiet place without my computer mm-hmm. or my phone right. or anything <laughs> around that just doesn't happen that you know it's like oh look here's a great opportunity yeah. to meditate no you have to build that yeah. and i think you know we've made reference to certainly jesus and, and, you know, the point that, you know, oftentimes as he was just surrounded by people where he would sacrifice sleep, he would yeah. sacrifice the, the nighttime for this opportunity when, when he is. We made reference to Jacob, how he was able to go into the field in the evenings. You have to, he made a journey and we mm-hmm. often see Jesus going up to the mountain. He's yeah. making a journey. Yeah. And sometimes we've got to be willing to do mm-hmm. that. We've got to be willing to make a journey. Yeah. Now, maybe that journey is into the backyard. Maybe right. that journey is into <laughs> another room, or yeah. maybe that journey is up on a mountain. Mm-hmm. Maybe that journey is out into the fields. But we've got to be willing to make that journey, and I think that's a big part of it. Yeah, we do. And, I, you know, I think just speaking practically, I think there is certainly a benefit to being in nature and yeah. taking part in this practice because in a lot of ways that connects us to God and His creation in a way that can be really helpful. Now, that doesn't mean that's the only place it can happen, but to your point, I mean, some of the examples that we see in Scripture are of people who go out into nature in some capacity and meditate. And I think there is a sense in which we can feel connected to God in a way where we can't, perhaps, if we're indoors. And so that could be something that if you're struggling with it, maybe try that. You know, maybe try going outside somewhere where you can be alone and in nature and kind of experience that connectivity with God. So that could be a really practical way of of doing this. I think something else that, that came to mind is, as you were talking there was along the lines of the intentionality that we have to take with this. You know, you mentioned sacrificing sleep, perhaps, if that's something that we need to do. I think the, there's importance in finding a time of the day that works for you. Because I, I right. know, speaking personally again, there are times of the day where my mind is quieter than other times of the day. And there are times of the day where my mind is simply not going to calm down. And so we have to learn that about ourselves, sure. set ourselves up for success in, in that sense. And so don't try and put yourself into a situation to meditate when you know your mind's going to be racing a million miles an hour about something. Find a time of day where more naturally you calm down and, and you begin to, to, to allow things to just be quiet around you. Most likely, I think for most of us, that's going to be in the morning or the evening. But not necessarily the case, but just find that time of day where naturally your mind begins to slow down a little bit. And I think that will be helpful in this practice. And then also, you know, as you look through the Psalms, again, as as a good example of this practice, I think the, the opportunity perhaps to take God's Word with you when you do that. Maybe begin your meditation by reading a passage out of God's Word and then allow your mind to dwell on that. And that really sets your mind where it needs to be. Because again, as we've talked about, this isn't an opportunity to just drift off into la-la land. We should be focused about what we're doing here. And so perhaps take your Bible with you and and read a passage out of the Psalms or read a passage that maybe you've been studying on for a little while and then allow your mind to think on that and dwell on that as you as you kind of deepen that meditative practice in that moment. I think that would be a good way of, again, training your mind 
that we are spending this time getting to know God and His Word better through this meditation practice. Yeah, and we've made mention there's incredible blessings that come from that. You know, there's you know one of the passages that really you know came to mind. You know, I think it's interesting a lot of ways on that this is really the very first thought that is given to us in the book of Psalms. I mean, yeah. you know, there's 150 mm-hmm. Psalms, and, and for the most part, they're standalone. I mean, you know, there are a few groupings that, that happen along the way, but for the most part, they're standalone. And and I, I don't know, you know, the reason why number one is number one and yeah. number 150 is number 150, but I do think it's interesting that, you know, the very beginning of the book of Psalms, the I mean, the literal first mm-hmm. three verses is about the blessings of meditation yep. in a lot of ways. So uh, I'll read it real quick, and then we can talk about a couple of these things as we close. But Psalm 1, verses 1 through 3, Blessed is the man who walks not in the counsel of the ungodly, nor stands in the path of sinners, nor sits in the seat of the scornful, but his delight is in the law of the Lord. We talked about that a lot in the last episode. And in his law he meditates day and night, and he shall be like a tree planted by the rivers of water, that brings forth its fruit in season, whose leaf also shall not wither, and whatever he does shall prosper. And so specifically there in verse 3, an incredible picture of blessing mm-hmm. and strength and faith and, and, and you know courage and, and all of those, all of that is based off of what we see in verse 2, that you're dealing with someone who's delighting in God's word, mm-hmm. but yet who is meditating upon it. But what is really interesting is he is meditating upon it all day long. Yeah, and, yeah. and we've talked a little bit about yeah. that of meditating both day and night. And it is this individual, mm-hmm. as the Psalms open up to us, it is this individual who is incredibly blessed by God. Yeah, I think it was. That's really interesting. You brought that up because. You know, I think sometimes it's it's easy for us to take an approach of well I've got five minutes let me let me think on something here real quick and and that that just isn't the picture of of meditation that we see in scripture I mean this is this is again something that we train ourselves to the point where we're just constantly thinking about it and we do have those moments then where we separate ourselves completely and we take part in kind of this still quiet exercise that we've talked about. And even then, don't look at that as just a five-minute break in your day. You know, block out some time for that, and and really spend an appropriate amount of time in this in this practice. But then I think the picture we see here in, in Psalm one then is the more you do that, the more it becomes a part of your life. Right. It's just a part of your day. You find yourself just constantly thinking about God's word and and constantly dwelling upon it. And so the benefits of that moment in time where you are in a still quiet place all by yourselves then are seen throughout your day as you find yourself thinking about God's word and you find yourself chewing on something that you were thinking about earlier and you begin to see the benefits of that as you go throughout your day. Yeah, there's no doubt about it. I mean, it is in every way as we've talked about. It is a challenge. It can be a challenge. There's no question about that. But at the same time, it is no doubt a challenge worthy to overcome with incredible blessings that follow. Mm-hmm. And if we can get ourselves to that point, if we can work on it, and maybe it's baby steps, maybe it is, yeah. it, it is a little at a time where it becomes a part of our day. It becomes a part of who we are. And, and here in this episode, now we have the opportunity 
um, you know, to throw the cliche out there to meditate upon meditating, right? <laughs> and, that, and that's what we can do is, yeah. you know, I would, you know, encourage everybody, ourselves included, as we've, you know, thought about these things and we're, we're studying in this way to continue to think about the importance of this and certainly put it into practice because it no doubt can have a huge impact on our relationship with God. And that's what this podcast has really been all about. So we appreciate everybody for studying along with us. Uh, in our next episode, we're going to continue to kind of talk about some intentional choices that can make a, a huge difference and enhance even our relationship with God. So I'm looking forward to that next week, and hopefully you'll be able to join us then.